Connecting to audio, connecting to audio. <laughs> Can't hear you yet. I can hear you now. I can hear you now. Hello. Hi. Welcome to Rosie on Recruitment, a podcast on recruitment, career, and more. I'm your host, Rosie Nathan, partner and senior sourcing specialist at Customized Talent Group, chief commercial officer at Her Career, chartered manager, and mentor. I'm here with my featured guests, ranging from executives to graduates and candidates to hiring managers, to provide you with valuable insights and tips to help you get the most out of recruitment, whatever side you're on. Today I'm joined by Logan Emery. He graduated with a Bachelor of Commerce, majoring in international business, and after returning from a short stint being a property consultant in Singapore due to COVID, he's now the growth marketing graduate at Windab. We talk about what is the more recruiters and employers are looking for, environments of working, the importance of having a great CV that aligns not only to your skills, but also the role types you're applying for, and tips on how to best prepare yourself for your first real-world job. I welcome Logan to the Rosie on Recruitment podcast and hope you enjoy his sharing. So we talked a little bit about me going into recruitment. You mentioned that this type of podcast would have been valuable for yourself. Now that you're in a role, what areas do you think new job hunters and especially graduates that need the most help with about recruitment? I think the biggest thing for me especially graduates is how to actually stand out when you think of when I was at my graduate ceremony at the end of last year all the hundreds of people who are graduating with exactly the same degree as me we're all looking for a role at the same time and then mixed in with that there's and those numbers are growing right yeah exactly there's other people beyond that we're looking for a role as well who come in with more experience how do we avoid being put in the don't even bother looking at piles My friends and I were chatting after getting multiple declined applications and saying how nowadays having that $30,000 piece of paper that says you've got a degree kind of merely makes you just eligible to apply for the role and it's kind of it nowadays. Got to do more than that. But what does that look like? And so, yeah, I guess what is it that recruiters and employers really seek? Is it who has the most experience, who fit into their culture most, or is it versatility, experience beyond what they studied? That's the biggest question and something that would really, really help graduates. And it's not just graduates as well, but anyone applying for any role. I think that opens up an amazing conversation because that's the number one question. How do I stand out? It's difficult because you're coming at it from your own frame of reference. You know, I've achieved this, but as you say, how do you capture that so that it's in your CV? So more and more, of course, people want to work with organizations that have the same values that they have. Almost needs to be another section to CVs nowadays that says like your values. (laughs) Well, a point, these are my values. (laughs) The additional difficulty on top of that, some of the hiring processes with regards to diversity, one of the banks in Australia had this vetting process where graduates go through the CVs as a first pass. And what they found is they were picking the like me CVs. Right. I don't know that we can answer that here today because if, <laughs> if we could, <laughs> if we could bottle that one answer and silver bullet it, <laughs> I, I don't Just think. Just take really nicely. Yeah, that would be amazing. Saying that you've spoken with a lot of your friends, the multiple declines, receiving those rejection letters, which isn't yeah. rejection. It's, yeah, no. 
bit of a blow to the ego, but it's... Yeah, yeah. It, but it does help to build your resilience early on. Oh, exactly, yeah. That was part of your recruitment process so far. In terms of how you've gone through and, and interviewed, how did you find that experience? What are some of the positives and negatives you've taken away from that? I've been quite lucky in most of my jobs before this role were through second degree connections. So I've been really lucky in that respect. The job that I've got now was the first time I've had a proper interview. Other times it's been, you kind of rock up to the interview knowing that you're already getting hired. And so it's more of a conversation rather than an interview. So for this current job that I'm in, what really stuck out for me was the lady who interviewed me. She was there throughout the whole process. Once she gave me that call and we had a chat for like an hour, it was nice having that third party person to chat to. And it wasn't as intimidating as having an executive directly from company. Yeah, she just carried me along that whole process, which was quite nice. And then even when I did get the job, she personally congratulated me as well. She said, I've been working with my now director for 10 years, seeing what he's done for other graduates. And I know you're just going to excel and learn so much. It was really cool. Oh, what a great, yeah. Interviewed me. So that was really, really cool. And obviously really uplifting, like going into my first proper job outside of uni so yeah something that I've talked a lot to some organizations and line managers about there is this huge transition from particularly studying (laughs) and joining this team of people that are operating in a particular way towards these objectives where you fit in and how do you fit in so in terms of your experience, what's something about joining the workforce that surprised you? It sounds really negative, but... <laughs> no, and you know what? We're warts and all here, right? That's, it's um, whole human. <laughs> I mean, I've had a number of, of jobs in the past, and this isn't really my real job outside of uni. Um, I, I was in another role before this. Um, yes. But what did surprise me was that some people really shouldn't be bosses. It surprises me how much shit some people put up with and for how long they put up with it and I just think why would you work for someone that treats you like that or that deals with people in such a way that they do yes I think that goes back to like what we talked about before with you know aligning your values and as a graduate that's really hard because you've had all these rejections and then now you've finally got something do I risk going back to being unemployed or not having this job and I guess it's hard to remember your own value as well yeah and you feel like you feel like they've got the upper hand and not you yeah first just around values from from a boss or manager more that personalized communication style and what it is that allows you to reach your greatest potential how different people nurture and how different people lead or manage and then what is the experience I'm gaining from this yeah and what are the positives around that experience that can lead me into the next step because you know people have different ideas about careers careers are squiggly lines Mm. most people are experiencing that there are also people that just like to be stuck and complain yeah you know, i've got yeah. i've got some friends that i adore that are in jobs that they've hated for nearly a yeah. decade that makes absolutely no sense to me so I, it does come down to an individual yeah and then the oh, good totally. people leave right so yeah they don't the have to behave yeah. any better because yeah the great There's ones no left pulled them up for it yeah in a more um, positive light something that has also really surprised me is the amount of freedom that I have in my current role. 
and That's in my great. past role as well. And I think as as a graduate, it has been a bit of a learning curve in trying to be confident in my role and my decisions. Being the sole marketing person for my company is it's, it's a lot of accountability and it's a lot of pressure, especially as a graduate. And you're like, oh my gosh, this decision that I make like affects the whole business. It's like all on your shoulders. But I think you just got to have the confidence in making those decisions that we're all learning as well. No one has the answers and it's all about experimenting and collaboration. And yes, I think the amount of freedom and just being confident in your role is really important. I think that's a a great point because we've had conversations off air about the difference that you have in your role at Windab, which is, as you say, all encompassing and, and you have the sense of responsibility. And then friends of yours that are in alternate graduate programs where they're quite controlled and restrained and they get only a piece of the jigsaw puzzle so out of the two though they're just very different environments so what you will learn is going to vary greatly and can impact your trajectory as well Uh, yeah absolutely yeah and I guess like there are there are definitely days where I'm like oh my gosh I hate the pressure I hate the accountability why can't I just be in a job where I'm being carried along nicely and (laughs) It's like, oh, do this slogan. I'm like, sure, yeah. Rather than me being like, let's do this. But then I just think, well, I wouldn't be learning if that were the case, right? And this, like being in such a job where I'm like, let's do this, will push me like years ahead of my peers who are being told what to do. Absolutely. Now that little bit of a responsibility and and being able to, in a small team, be that agile, uh, fail fast, correct fast, learn fast, iterate, uh, succeed. Going back to the whole interview process the role you're in now is in the very first role you were over in Singapore that's um an interesting fact (laughs) working in property totally different to marketing these two big interviews that weren't network introduced what are some tips that you would give other people with regards to preparing for an interview so what I often do is get an understanding of the product or service that that company is offering as well as their values so I always head straight to their about us page and it often has their mission statement and their values and why they do what they do because that's really going into the core of that company and then it also helps you align figure out if you align with what they do as well and and the type of people they want working for them and I also because I love preparation and processes I (laughs) what questions could they ask me and then I'll like bullet point potential examples I can draw upon yeah I'll always kind of have that sitting on the side of any interview I'm in like often over zoom so that there as well really helps and I guess it kind of prepares you for any question you can you can kind of tailor your answer or you know around the different questions that they ask and be like oh yeah I've kind of thought about this question already so yes yeah and I think that's important because different experiences that you've you've worked in before can be used in multiple ways yeah how you express the successful outcomes the process of how you got there or the planning for the process we've broken down into so many different elements that can lead you through yeah totally Um, like we're all like on a journey right and everything you do is adding to that journey and that growth and so the littlest thing that that may not have seemed like a learning curve at the time actually is and you can draw upon that and I think also it's just about conveying yourself a lot better in an interview if you're sat there for 30 seconds going um 
Um, you know, just knowing that you can draw on an example quite quickly is really good as well. Because you don't need so many examples. You just need to understand the ways that you connect those examples yeah. to potential questions. Yeah. Right? I think that's the element. It's yeah, not exactly. knowing my 25 different yeah. examples. Yeah. It's having the five examples and being able to speak to them really yeah. confidently yeah. And, and how they relate. To yeah, absolutely. Yeah. A great tip there. That CV phase is hard to stand out, but do you have any tips around? what you do in that? I literally didn't receive any tips when doing my initial CV like years ago when I was um, applying for my first few jobs and then when I was in uni I came across my friend's CV I was like oh my gosh I love your CV this is amazing (laughs) I'm just going to like copy and paste that over to mine (laughs) I'm just gonna borrow this stuff here (laughs) yeah and because at uni I was on a professional business club and Mm -hmm. so I came across a lot of people's CVs when I was recruiting for other members for the following year and I got a lot of ideas right. from that as well and yes. that's also where like Exposure. I just fell in love with making your CV Designing. and making it look cool yeah exactly I've certainly helped a number of people with their CVs it's part of the consulting work that I also yeah. do and there is definitely a requirement everybody <laughs> to make yeah. sure you order your CV in a way that can sell you in its best light you yeah. know you it's what's selling you before you have an opportunity to go out and do so maybe for like a lot of graduates as well who probably have very little knowledge on building a CV you kind of forget the importance that the CV has when you apply for any job. It's kind of just oh, the yeah. thing, oh, you just chuck that in, chuck that in. But also what type of job you are looking yeah. to yeah. obtain. So, you know, I've been in business to business sales basically my entire career. That's a very different CV from a software developer, which is a very uh, different yeah. CV from a data scientist, yeah. which is yeah. a very different CV from yeah. an accountant Absolutely. and a marketer as you are. Yeah. Uh, and if you're creative, should it be a stock standard flat CV? Yeah. Should it be something that's more interactive and you could make yeah. a, a video version and insert some of yeah. your own personality in but that Ooh, that's cool. be... I never thought about that <laughs> oh but gosh. also it wouldn't, it wouldn't be necessarily appropriate for all types of roles and all types of businesses you need to look at the type of organization how forward-thinking they are are they more yeah. conservative more formal is that something that would actually immediately say to them no you're you're not of the same mindset that we are yeah. so you need to take into consideration not just the content and how it looks. And I think some people try and put in, got my first job at Pack and Save. That's probably not going to be the yeah. most relevant <laughs> reference. Or my aunt can give me an amazing reference. Um, again, yeah. not necessarily the, the most relevant or credible yeah. type of associations. A couple of the things you really need to take away in terms of CV are presentation, grammar, spelling, yeah. content type, just making it really, really relevant to, to the role. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, big question, beginning of your squiggly line career. What are your career aspirations, Logan? I always thought really big, like a corporate involved in international marketing or something that involves like an international division. Obviously, I did an international business major for my commerce degree so i'm very internationally minded and i love the coming together of different people and cultures and i think that's really important yeah i think yeah, it's important to to note as well that you have singaporean and and maori heritage so yeah 
that's... So I guess that's the natural thing that kind of led me to what I'm doing, you know, drawing upon my natural abilities and being able to speak to different types of people and cultural customs or be a language and just understanding and getting that is a skill that a lot of people don't actually realise is a skill, but it's mm. so important to have in any workplace. And um, I think it feeds into emotional intelligence as well. So yeah, and I ideally would want to end up in a managerial role and also just having that honour of creating like a really, really cool company culture as well. What does that look like for you and how um, could you help to embody that? Just culture that's really inclusive and you've not got a big hierarchy and different levels that things have to go through. It's really collaborative and your opinion actually matters. Yeah, um, so being heard. Yeah, yeah, being heard and a company that in my mind has always, I thought, done this really well is in New Zealand. They seem to always have a really cool company culture and just really fun, making the workplace fun. And I mean, I don't know what it's actually like there, but that... Yeah, I mean, no one organisation is is perfect, right? But I I think that's a pretty standout company to to highlight. The fact that even through redundancies, disestablishments, there were a number of those people, they were more sad to be let go but they understood the situation with regards to COVID and and so many people that said you know if there's an opportunity they would be back which I think speaks volumes absolutely. that whole hierarchy it's not necessarily a bad thing to have a hierarchical Mm -hmm. structure it's about how people weld that perceived power if you have people sitting at the top that aren't open to those suggestions or ideas or as we said being heard then you create where the people are doing a job that they if they can't have input into then how can they also buy into that and bring the best of their knowledge and work every day yeah and that's such a good way of um summing that up it's so true so just to round off do you have any last words that we haven't Uh, covered yet for graduates especially hands-on experience is so so important uni is so theory-based there's no actual implementation and then even more important than that going back and measuring and reporting on your findings as well I found there's been a lot of disconnect especially in my role where I'm doing a lot of hands-on things so I could be tweaking our Facebook ads or some kind of marketing thing that we're doing then going back and reporting on that I found there was a lot of disconnect between the, so this is what we need to do, and then actually doing it. You're used to doing the thing. You're so used to being like, this is what we should do, and then it stops there at uni. So, yeah, any kind of hands-on experience. You know, there's so many free as well, like Google courses, like Google Analytics, Google Ads Display, which are all free, the Facebook Ads Manager, Photoshop, learning basic coding, like all these videos are available on YouTube. And it's just a matter of acknowledging that that is important and actually something you should be doing alongside me as well. And it's also something like what we talked about before, you know, standing out, every um, graduate maybe coming in with these skills. So if, you know, there's some few extra skills that you can bring in, then that's really, really cool. And I think that's also what helped me with getting my current job with a lot of those extra skills that I brought in and a lot of those different experiences that I had alongside my university degree and not just coming in with just being able to take that box to say, yes, I did a degree. You're absolutely right. You, you talked about all of those free courses and insights that are so relevant to what you can potentially do with regards to marketing yeah. or international exposure. So what are the items in your field that are going to make you richer? There's no point doing yeah. left 
left field yeah. courses that have nothing to do with what you want yeah, to pursue exactly. in the future because there is a finite amount of time we have available to us so what's going to be really targeted for the audience that are your potential yeah, employers absolutely. yeah absolutely and there was looking at you know speaking to what you can do for them as well yes. i think it's really important and if you ask have that in mind, apply for the job. I mean, like months in advance. I mean, you know, if you're an undergrad, you need to be thinking these things even before graduating and kind of more general things as well, some general tips. First seven seconds of meeting someone, people judge you mostly on how you look, which is, that's just how it is. So, you know, I do like to take pride in that. I call it investing in myself rather than shopping. That's how I- um... I'm sure many <laughs> listeners would agree with that. <laughs> So, you know, it's an invest in yourself. And um, the second thing is your behavior. So your handshake, grit, your proximity, how you convey what you say, as well as your eye contact, all those little things that we kind of forget to be conscious about. And then the smallest percentage is actually what you say. I think it's only about 7%, like a really, really small percentage. And so that just goes to show you could say the dumbest thing, but if you are behaving in a way that that person kind of resonates with, look good, what you say doesn't actually really matter. People will often forget what you yeah, say, exactly. but they will never forget how you made them feel. And yeah. each one of us has a, an impact that can be memorable for a different reason. Yeah, and absolutely. you get to pick in terms of how you convey yourself, the type of memory that you can leave people with. Yeah, absolutely. And even just saying the person's name. Hi, Rosie, I'm Logan. Your sparks a connection in your brain and, and people really remember those little things. I love it. And love it, I did. For some of the great work Logan is involved with, head to windab.com, connect with him on LinkedIn and check out the show notes with helpful links and contact details. If you liked this episode of Rosie on Recruitment, please subscribe, review, share with your networks on your favorite social channels and tag me at Rosie Her Career. That's R-O-S-E-Y. I'd love to hear from you with any comments or questions to discuss how I can help you find the best human talent for your organization or to place you in your next dream role. Until next time, remember, be calmer, be kind, be better. Mm.